You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 29 West Tolpehawken Street. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. I'm delighted to be with you. My name is Gwen White. I am a teaching pastor, and that means that I bounce around at all four congregations. And tonight I get to be with you, and I'm very glad for that. Julie passed on a couple of questions to me about MCC. These are the two she wanted me to sort of focus on in this series that we're working our way through across the whole church. Um, Sort of somebody ask a question, trying to get involved with questions that we're hearing from, uh, from you all. So I'm going to try and answer these questions. Why do we give to MCC? And why do we care about anywhere but here in Philadelphia? Um, I thought I'd start my attempt to answer these questions with some personal reflection about my own experience with MCC. MCC is a large international relief and development agency (coughs) that is um, owned by a number of different denominations that are Mennonite and Brethren in Christ. Seven different denominations. Actually, we're adding one more and possibly another in the very near future. Um, I have had lots of experience with MCC, and I think that's why Julie was hoping I would be the one to talk about it. So, uh, in 1983, when Rod and I way before we knew that God was going to lead us to Philadelphia and to the lovely work of building Circle of Hope with you all. Um, Back in 1983, we were just beginning our church planting ventures. We were planning to start our first church in Southern California, and we wanted to affiliate with a larger Christian group rather than to be just another independent church. Back in the 1980s in California, there were lots of independent churches springing up everywhere. Um, We wanted to be a part of a larger community that embraced the gospel in ways that we felt convicted to hold ourselves, following the New Testament as closely as we could without systematic formulations of theology, trying to speak plainly, reckoning with the violence of our culture through loving our enemies, living simply, sharing. We were Anabaptists by personal experience with God rather than by receiving from our parents or others. Um, We knew about the work of MCC. That's how we knew about Mennonites. And we respected this organization so much and what they were doing all around the world, this partnership-based work to bring hope, to bring material resources, as well as uh, economic development and peace building processes to people who are most vulnerable in really difficult places around the globe. So we knew about MCC, we respected it deeply because of this model of bringing relief, development, and peace. So it was because of MCC that we contacted Mennonite churches and Brethren in Christ churches in our area in Southern California. And it is how we ended up connecting with the Brethren in Christ as we were feeling called to plant a new expression of the church. 
these various denominations own MCC. So one reason that we give to MCC is because we are MCC. You are MCC if you're here with us. So our beginnings uh, in church planting and in affiliating were all because of MCC. And over the years, we drew closer to MCC, going on learning tours, which I recommend to all of you. If you want to hear more about learning tours, talk to me afterwards. To learn firsthand about the work in other parts of the world, the more that we have learned, the more convicted we have become of the vital link MCC provides for us as Jesus followers with the church around the world and with people God loves in faraway places. I've been drawn into the broken places by God, whether that's in my psychological practice or in the work with MCC. And I have found through my contact with MCC workers that we can find joy even in the darkest times and darkest situations. We find it not by being effective or successful and not even by being safe. We find joy in the dark by giving what we can and letting it all be in God's hands. I'm convinced that giving is a primary way God brings us to new freedom in our lives. MCC demonstrates this. MCC is our hands and our feet around the country and around the world in the name of Jesus. When we came to Philadelphia to start Circle of Hope, we dreamed of working within the MCC thrift store network to provide jobs for unskilled workers and to raise funds to give through MCC to hungry, oppressed, and displaced peoples of our world. Living in North America, where we have such a high percentage of the world's wealth and resources, just isn't easy for Jesus followers. It is tough on us. We are surrounded by bids for our attention, by advertisements to buy more things and buy more experiences to fill up our appetites. But this consumerist way of life is making us poor lovers and woefully discontented. We knew our new church would have to find a way to help us all shake ourselves awake to the needs outside our view and to wake us to the depth of compassion God has poured on us. We knew we would never be able to show urban adults who Jesus is without some way to demonstrate the wide, inclusive love of Christ tangibly. MCC was the natural resource we turned to, to make giving the bedrock of our teaching and of our community. Martha Grace and Jess Mintz and their team have far exceeded our early dreams for Circle Thrift. On another angle, our son Ben spent a year in his college career in Mexico City as an MCC salt worker. Salt is a program for young adults, service and learning together, salt. It was during this year that Ben felt sure God wanted him to be a pastor. MCC brought Ben into pastoring. Rod and I have a great nephew, Alan, who was having a very difficult time in California where he was living, really struggling after high school in a rather depressed area of California. Alan came to live with us, and he was one of the people who gained much needed sort of 
beginning working skills as a worker with Circle Thrift. He gained so much confidence from working within the CT network and learned much more about himself. Our dream of giving was circling back and we were receiving benefit in a surprising way. And finally, in the last 11 years, I've served on the MCCUS Board of Directors. And this past year, I became chair of that board. I've gotten my own chance to serve God through MCC in this work. It's shaped how I see the world, how I understand love, and how I experience God. MCC is personal and really important to me. My good friend Ron, who is now the executive director of MCC, did a video of a recent trip he and I and other board members took to Zaporozhye, Ukraine. That's where MCC had its start in the 1920s. I want you to listen to Ron as he talks about this recent trip to Ukraine um, where we visited partners there. MCC started there during the famines of the 1920s and it has been there ever since. So listen to Ron tell us about what MCC is and what it does so you get a feel for it. Bread. In God's name, bread. MCC volunteer A.J. Miller remembers arriving at the train station in Zaporozhye, Ukraine. The skeleton-like people lurching toward him, wailing for food. Mennonites in Ukraine were starving. There was war, and disease, and famine, and, and they wrote to their brothers and sisters in, in North America, can you help us? Can you help us? And Mennonites in North America didn't have a history of working together, and they didn't know if they could come together, but in the end, they agreed that they could help their brothers and sisters in Ukraine. And that is how MCC began. And so for a period of almost two years, MCC was feeding 25,000 people every day. When I was in Ukraine, I had a chance to visit one of the very first Mennonite feeding stations. And at a memorial nearby, uh, we remembered the people served and the volunteers uh, with a simple meal, much like what would have been prepared for these uh, feeding stations, uh, bread, porridge, and hot cocoa. And MCC is still here, still working with churches and other partners. One partner is the New Life Charitable Fund. And we had a chance to meet a family, a family who lived in the conflict zone, a family who didn't want to leave because of their severely disabled daughter. But eventually, the fighting came to their neighborhood, and they had to flee to the basement when they were able to come up out of the basement after the bombing had stopped, their roof was entirely gone, and all that greeted them was the sky above. New Life was helping them with uh, utility payments, and food parcels, and medicine, and much more. Another partner of MCC's is the Zaporozhye Baptist Union, who is distributing material aids to people in need, displaced families and others. They say they want to help people have a, a new chance in life, and that they couldn't do what they do without MCC's help. We visited a family, and uh, the mother told us how much these material resources meant to her family. 
and how much they helped give them hope for the life ahead. It says the prophet in Lamentations, do not close your ear to my cries for help, but give me relief. For almost a hundred years now, MCC has been providing the bread of the Lord's compassion and the abundance of God's steadfast love people in need in Ukraine and all over the world. When we were on this trip, we had the pleasure of meeting Katie, pictured here. She's one of the co-directors for MCC in Ukraine, a country director. And she reminded us of all the failures that occurred as the first people attempted to bring food during the famines of the 1920s. It took over a year and a half before any food could reach any of the needy people. And journals like the one that Ron quoted at the beginning from A.J. Miller there, journals from the first workers tell of their horror in seeing the need of the people, sort of walking skeletons begging for bread. In North America, we often equate failure with God's absence or disapproval. If it doesn't work, God must not be in it. But the motivation to give in a world where fear rules so freely must be rooted much more deeply in us. We meet God in failure. We meet God as we attempt to offer what we can with the sort of love God has shown us, persistent, seeking love, love that doesn't quit and doesn't measure our worth or deserving, love that gives. Katie also told us about a game that children play in Ukraine. It's sort of a variation on a tag game where they have different stations and they run from one place to the other trying to accomplish a task. And at each of the stations, they're turned away, told that they're in the wrong place and they need to go someplace else to accomplish that and then someplace else and someplace else and someplace else, frustrated at every turn. The game is called bureaucracy. They love it. I think the children are playing out what they'll need as adults, and it's still true. The bureaucracy is often very frustrating, especially when you are dealing with urgent kinds of needs. And I, I tell you that story because I think it, it represents sort of the way of MCC in the world and why I feel so grateful to be a part of the work. Um, some of you may have heard another story that I think captures who we are. My friend Rebecca Fast, who's another country rep in Haiti, tells the story of going to this large gathering of directors of various nonprofit agencies, lots of NGOs all gathering in Port-au-Prince and she was there with another worker from MCC, and they'd already come in and sat down, and the place was crowded as you came up because of all these big Mercedes and Lexus, all these black cars, all the heads of the NGOs arriving in these luxury cars, and there was the mopeds that they had arrived on, and they were sitting inside, and they overheard someone say, oh my gosh, who was on these scooters? 
and the response from the other person is, oh, it must be MCC. And I think that's true. Yep, it must be MCC. Riding in on a moped, not in a Lexus. Trying to do work with people and for people by living with them, by partnering with them, by listening to them, and by responding to those needs. These are just some pictures of our trip up in the, the top corner here. That's my friend Virgo right there. I'm peeking over him. Maybe you can't see him. We traveled around in very hot, sweaty buses and met with partners working hard to meet the needs of vulnerable people. Boris in the middle here holding up the cans of food uh, is the chef for a recovery house, himself a former addict. He's holding up cans of meat that were canned in Pennsylvania out in Lancaster by plain people. In the bottom left corner is Peter, who appeared in Ron's video, too. Um, he and his wife fled their home, as the video described. When we arrived at the home where Peter and his family are now living, he was glum, to say the least. Uh, it was his 75th birthday. He has a 43-year-old severely disabled daughter. And two years ago, the events that Ron described in the video had happened, and they'd been displaced. Natalie, the woman pictured there with the young child in her lap, is a saint, I think. She is the head of one of our partner groups that works particularly with Peter, with Peter and his family. So we arrived on his 75th birthday. He knew we were coming, but he said he struggled to tell his story again. His losses were written all over his face. Slowly as he spoke, and then as we sang the Ukrainian birthday song, which I could not repeat for you, it's very different than ours. But anyway, he seemed to rally as we sang this song to him. And then I have this picture as we stayed and chatted, and then we went back out to our sweaty bus, and Peter came out to say goodbye to us, and I sort of have this picture frozen in my mind of him peeking around the doorway of the bus, looking back at us, and just smiling. He'd walked out to wave goodbye, and the smile was beaming. Human contact, human kindness in the name of Christ, it crosses all kinds of barriers. So I kind of want to close with this passage from Acts 20. This is Paul saying goodbye to his friends from Ephesus. He's asked them to come down and meet him at the seashore because he's about to go to Jerusalem. He doesn't expect to be alive to see them again. And I think these parting words are pretty significant and speak loudly about how we can find joy even in dark times and in dark places of our lives. And now I entrust you to God and his care and to his wonderful words that are able to build your faith and give you all the inheritance of those who are set apart for himself. I have never been hungry for money or fine clothes. You know that these hands of mine work to pay my own way and even to supply the needs of those who were with me. 
and I was a constant example to you in helping the poor. For I remembered the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. As MCC and our partners find joy, even in the dark, in the work, so I think we can join, continue to join in this against all odds effort to spread good regardless of difficulty and regardless even of our successes or failures. Our giving to MCC is a response to the great good we have been given by God. God's love is the reason we give. We partner with MCC because they are us. They work out of an understanding of the gospel as Jesus' love compelling us to simply be like him, going to meet people in need wherever they are with compassion, healing, reconciliation, and love. We give to MCC because we are MCC. Those are the cans of meat that you see all over. Or you go into orphanages all over the world and you see these incredible quilts that have been made by people in places like Lancaster, Pennsylvania, or Philadelphia as our new quilt, uh, quilting compassion team gets going. Many of us have lived unconsciously denying ourselves in unhealthy ways and then we have also unconsciously been surprised by our anger and resentment or our own choices to get something for ourselves. We in North America need the wider view of the world that the world, I'm sorry, we in North America need the wider view of the world that offers us freedom from the consumer culture in which we are drowning. Some of you may remember our old friend Jenny O'Donnell. Jenny worked with Project Home for many years, directing outreach on the streets of Philly with homeless people. She knew the suffering of, the hope, of hopelessness. She knew the suffering of the mentally ill. But she never recommended giving them a dollar. She always pressed us to send beggars to her, to where the need for relationship and food were joined together. She didn't want us to give a dollar that would be used on destructive drugs or making the needy person a target. She wanted us to be smart in our giving. MCC is part of our attempt to be smart in our giving. It's a partnership model, a joining together to share from the reservoirs of God's love. We give what we have received. In The Problem of Pain, C.S. Lewis wrote, our role must always be that of mirror to light, echo to voice. Our highest activity must be responsive, not initiative." End quote. I think he was getting at the truth about giving. We are a channel of love that is not ours, but, comes, but becomes ours as God works in us and through us. We give out of this stream of compassion, we love because we have been loved first. This is the only way to not get mired in the murky moralism of our world, deciding who is right or wrong and who deserves this or that. Why do we give to MCC? We give because we've received riches 
and MCC seeks to share them all over the world in the name of Christ. MCC is us, just over there. And why do we care about anywhere but here? Because God cares, and we respond. Because God's voice has gone out through all the world. Of course we give here. We live here. We're involved here. I hope we only expand that. But the Church of Jesus Christ is global. We are not separated by national boundaries. Nothing separates us. We are a part of the church that exists in Zambia, in Krakow, all over the world. We are part of that gathering. Gathered together with other believers in MCC, we have a far greater impact globally. Our dollars flow together with many others to reach into the lives of countless people who cry out for bread. The most needy, the most marginalized, the most vulnerable, they are out there and you are helping them through MCC in the name of Christ. I hope you can feel the blessing even now. Your giving coming back to bless you. You are part of this army of love that is circling our world. We have a couple minutes if you have questions you'd like me to try to address. Go ahead. Um, well, in Ukraine, you have this influx of the Russian aggression and the, um, <laughs> it's an interesting time to try to build peace because you're seen as unpatriotic if you want peace right now in Ukraine. But yeah, so, so Ukraine. But I've been to, <laughs> I'm not sure I'll be able to name them all, Colombia, where the drug trafficking, the, I visited in the jungles of Colombia where we have partners who are working to bring uh, other products, <laughs> other crops uh, into the uh, mainstream and, and that's happening. Lots of um, cacao, chocolate plants. Um, I have been to Zambia, Zimbabwe, South Africa. Um, lots of peace work going on between a lot of tribal conflicts, particularly in Zambia. Um, some really neat stuff happening in schools and peace clubs that they've developed. Um, let's see. Um, Haiti. Oh, dear Haiti. That country is in desperate shape. I've never been any place that I felt the depression so strongly. The, the canals in Haiti are filled with trash, garbage everywhere. Um, we work with partners in Haiti, particularly in reforestation um, programs. Got to go way up into the hills north of Port-au-Prince where um, the, uh, the MCC workers got a group started with the reforestation in this nursery and now it's taken over completely by these folks and they are 
donating money back to MCC as they sell their trees and replant, and it's pretty exciting. We even got to see some topo topography, some photographs, and you could just see where MCC had worked because the hills were bare over here and all reforested in miles and miles on, on the, to the left in the picture I was looking at. So that was pretty great. Um, let's see, where else have I been? Uh, maybe I'll just stop there. I, I'm trying to, oh, well, the Middle East. Oh, my goodness, I shouldn't stop there. Yeah, um, Israel-Palestine was eye-opening, very difficult stuff happening there. Trying to work for peace in a place that is so traumatized on both sides of the very high wall that has been built. Um, yeah, I, I'm... One organization that we support there uh, is run by Jewish and Palestinian parents who have lost children to the violence and are working to bring people together just to talk. You, you can't be with these people without weep, just weeping. Um, and, and lots more efforts in in that area. Hebron is a particularly difficult city where you, you walk along the streets and they've, the, uh, the Palestinians have had to put chain link fence above their heads because they, can't, they can only live on the ground floor and above are others who throw things down on them, big things that could crush them, so these fences are there. Now they throw urine down on them. But it's, it's this kind of animosity between peoples. Um, I love the way MCC just tries to get right in the middle of that and somehow promote conversation, knowing one another's pain, trying to bring alternatives. So, please. Yeah. Well, if we gave more money, we'd go more next. Um, and actually, we've, we've had some interesting shifts. Um, most recently, when we were in Zaporozhye, Ukraine, we were looking at how the resources that had been spent in Bosnia-Herzegovina, another place I visited, Sarajevo, where during the 90s, um, little history, lots of siege going on, lots of starving people, lots of horror, and um, so we had worked there for a number of years, particularly working there with psychological centers to help people overcome trauma. And um, the money is being withdrawn from that area as it's more recovered now and being poured into Zaporozhye where things are so dire given the aggression of the Russian army. So we don't make those decisions very easily. Um, MCC tries very hard to be a listening group. And so the leaders around the world talk to each other and try to decide where the, the sort of the, the goal is to meet the most vulnerable people.
the people who are really on the edge. So, yes. Uh, that's one funding stream. The thrift stores give money, yeah, and there are lots of congregations that give money, lots of individuals that give money. Um, and then we do material resources, so lots of uh, donations of material goods like the canned meat. We have a, <laughs> a truck that looks like it's, I don't know, something out of, uh, I don't know, somebody's imagination. That, that goes around the country in the, particularly where the plain people live, and they will can 400,000 cans of turkey and chicken, and it's shipped overseas in big containers, along with quilts and the, a lot of the relief kits many of you have helped to supply. So one of my fondest memories, and maybe I'll close with this, um, is just going different places in the world and walking in. And you can see in some places, some of the people have been given blankets. And some of the people have been given MCC quilts. It's just so lovely to see the bright colors, the way people treasure these, um, and the, uh, the stories that they tell about how getting this simple gift revolutionized their lives, gave them hope in a time of despair. Absolutely, yeah. And money from Circle of Hope goes directly to MCC, some of our monies every month, and then lots of... Yes, that's right, you are. Connection. <laughs> Absolutely. But so I'm just trying to think of ways. I know a lot of people right now are going through this really big merging thing and deep water thing. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there are thrift stores all across the country too that that give in the same vein. We're we're big givers, but we are not the biggest. <laughs> there there are stores that give millions of dollars. So. Yeah. Well, thanks for your attention. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net. <laughs>